Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined by Sherry, who's here to talk about her recent newsletter article on the Ego Box. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Ashwini. Can you hang on just one second while I get my technology together? Sure. Can can you hear me all right? Loud and clear. Oh yay! Okay, I was having a little little technical difficulty. I thought it was the morning here. Uh, <laughs> it, anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, it's okay. the same platform. Uh, so, okay. Well, good. Good. All right. I'm all set. Thank you. All right. So we were uh, going to look at your recent newsletter article, Jerry, about ego handing us a box, and perhaps you might just start us off by telling us what you mean by that, and perhaps an example. Well, yeah, and actually, of course, I think uh, I got it from you originally, and so the the image is that uh, egocentric karmic conditioning, self-hate, uh, metaphorically, comes up to a person and hands them a box that is labeled your problem. And if the if the person takes the box, now they've got that as their problem. And as the, if they thought to look into it this way, they would realize all that's in that box is the problem. They, there's no solution, there's no alternatives, there's, no, there's just your problem. And now, you know, if I've taken that box, I've got my problem and I'm really stuck with it because uh, it's mine. Yeah, and the thing I was thinking about that, right, Sherry, is that the suffering is, the suffering is produced because we accept the box without questioning, without ever being able to see that there's no answer within the box. That's right. Right. We don't because do that we have very to solve it. Yeah, we don't do the, is that so? Why do you yeah. say so? What, what, mm-hmm. How do you know that? Right. We, we just that's right. accept it. Oh, yeah, that's my problem. So um, one of the ones that... Uh, it, places that people I hear people get really trapped a lot is I hate my job but I have to stay in my job because I have good benefits and I've been there a long time and it's secure and all that and I hate it okay so there's there it is (laughs) right it's the perfect example of of somebody asking two bad choices two bad choices as we yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, either either way I go. There, there's just nowhere to win with that. Uh, I stay in the job and I hate it. I can't leave the job. I'd be a fool to leave the job because of all of these uh, reasons to stay there. So I just have to stay there and hate the job. Now, mm-hmm. you know, if we had, um, you know, if we were cats and we had at least eight lives, uh, nine lives, however many nine cats lives. have. I guess Mm -hmm. the one they've got plus eight more, right? Then we would say, okay, well, just go through this one and, you know, hang in there and, and, uh, you know, do better the next time around. But this is it, right? So so if I accept that that box and I accept that problem, then there I am. That's going to be my life. My life Mm -hmm. is going to be spent in a job that I hate with no choice about it. I, that's that's really that's really crummy. So mm-hmm. we don't so we don't want to do that, right? So one of the the approaches to that well there are a couple of approaches. One, so say that's my situation. One, uh, I say, okay, 
uh, I'm quitting this job. Now, as I indicated in the article, of course, I hate this job, I hate this job, I hate this. You hate it, the people are awful, the situations, everything about it is awful, it's miserable, it's stressful, it's just horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible. Okay, I'm quitting. You can't quit. You can't quit. That's insane. You'd be insane to quit this job. Okay, okay, I'll stay in the job. Yeah, but you hate the job. Okay, so if I decide I'm going to stay in the job, I'm going to quit hating it. I'm going to figure out how to love it. Right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be my yeah, practice, is learning to love it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think what you're saying is that part of not accepting the ego box is not to accept the suffering, not to go with that. Those are That's my right. only two choices. Right? Because That's the suffering exactly right. is the part of the box that isn't, uh, isn't actually stated in my options. Not suffering right. is not stated in <laughs> the options. That's right. I suffer. <laughs> I leave and I suffer, I stay and I suffer. And what you're pointing to is if that, if those are the certain, the way I get out of the box is to choose not to suffer regardless right. of the decision I make. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you could do either, right? In the article I talk about, you know, being stuck in these uh, life circumstances. And then, of course, you know, 50 years later, looking back and realizing, my God, I wasn't stuck at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I could have done anything I could have done anything in the world and the the last thing that people usually are allowed to entertain is well what would you like to do mm-hmm. you know so I have a dream of haha but you know I could just never do it because we can never afford it and we got to get the kids through college and well come mm-hmm. on really because mm-hmm. again as people point out this is your one life do is that how mm-hmm. you really want to spend it because if you do then say, well, that's a nice fantasy, but, you know, it's not really that important to me because what's really important is getting these kids to college, and so I'm just going to love that process. Mm. Well, that sort of brings up another, uh, I remember having a guidance conversation with you uh, around it, is what are you willing for, right? That the, the part of the, the accepting the ego, ego box is, to frame, is that ego frames the narrative. It's like, right. I take this job, and I'm going to suffer and stay through it, or I, but if you're staying because you're, uh, you're, you're doing it for the love of your family, for example, that one way to get out of the box is to reframe what I'm, what I'm doing it for, right? So then at That's least right. I have all of what my life is truly about, which is the, the love that I have for my family, <laughs> the love That's that right. I, or, or the trade-off I'm actually making, which is to me security is more important than loving what I do, but we're not even allowed to just face that and accept it without self-hate or suffering. Well, well, that is, such a, that is such a great point because if I hate my job, but I'm not going to quit it because of all of these benefits, then I have to face the fact that I'm afraid to quit that job. That's right. Right? Now, if I, if I face the fact that I'm afraid, well, then I can face the fear because yeah. it has nothing to do with the job. But as long right. as the ego has me focused on the job, then right. I never get to address what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. But, so, so there's so, so many ways out of the box, right? Because if oh. I accept the ego box, then I'm accepting the suffering. But the way out of the box is to either decline to suffer by making one of the two bad choices and not suffering <laughs> and ending the conversation, mm-hmm. 
or reframing the narrative in order in mm-hmm. order for me to be able to have the actual choice, the life choice I'm making, and mm-hmm. or and feel good I about it. And, and feel good and about feel it. Good and about, then right? Because I'm doing it for my family. And I love my family. And, yes, what, a, yes. what a great and person so it's I am. not about yep. hate. And, right. and the third level being, okay, well, that, that in making whatever the choice is, you know, uh, staying or going, I get to be free from the karma, which is what makes the, makes yes. the whole thing a workshop. Right? What, do I, exactly what right. am I willing, willing to, and then, and then decide whether to leave or go, but what I'm really doing is facing down the fear. The, the actual right. issue here that's causing me to be trapped in the box. Yeah, yeah. But as long as ego can keep us stuck, we never have to look at anything other than I hate life. <laughs> right? We just want to find that as if life is doing something to me rather than what ego is doing to me. And again, that's, right. that's a, of course, that's a, a wonderful uh, uh, weapon that ego has is it does whatever it does to people and then gets people to believe it's life doing that to them. Well, you know, mm-hmm. life just, God must hate you because look at the problems that you've got. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other, other exit that you mentioned is really the question about what do you want to do? Because mm-hmm. even that question requires all the resistance that comes up. Everything that argues for, well, you're irresponsible or you can't go off and leave this job and do what you want to do or you're selfish because you want to do that, all of it is, is also designed to keep the karma in place. So we never answer that question. It might even yeah. be that I'm, I actually like what I'm doing if I wasn't listening to the conversation. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's really funny because so many people – uh, spend their lives hating jobs that they spent years getting educated enough to get. Right. Yes. And so the joy the is other not piece of that. The, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. that thought. Well, I was just saying that the joy, the lack of the joy is the conversation leaching everything yes. joyful out of my life, not really the, what right. I'm doing. If I were present to it, I would find that yes. it's not horrible at all. It's that I'm present to negative voices in my head. That's what's horrible. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, I know we have to go, uh, but just quickly, that for most people in, in, engaged in our practice, uh, e- either you, you grew up in a, in a uh, probably in a Christian uh, household, um, or uh, a lot of your friends were, <laughs> did, or you, you uh, found Buddhism later in life, both the Buddha and Jesus quit the lives yeah that they were supposed to live in order to go off and pursue another possibility. Mm-hmm. And it worked out yeah. really well for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's that sense of uh, what, what is it that, what's really going on there? Because the world would still condemn them for doing that as irresponsible. <laughs> but what oh, they chose absolutely. is the higher response, go up against the conditioning that won't, won't actually allow you to find happiness. That's right, to follow your heart. And uh, I personally am incredibly grateful uh, that they didn't listen to the world and that they followed their hearts. And, and of course, there's a list as long as your arm of people who have done the same thing. And our lives are, uh, you know, a lot of people love Mary Oliver. Well, she didn't, she didn't choose to be 
a mid-level executive in some big corporation, right? She wandered mm-hmm. around in the woods and wrote poetry. Right. Aren't well, and that, that's that's what you face too, right? Face the consequences of your choices because we're all. So I think that's the final point of your article, right, Sherry? We think we don't have a choice. I have to stay in this job and hate it because that's the only way I make the benefits. I mean, I, I have benefits of whatever the benefits are or security, but what we don't get to see is we're still choosing. And we might not be cho- We're still choosing. We're choosing something. And what, what conditioning doesn't allow us to do is to face up to the fact that we're choosing it. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can face that... if we that have to, we'd have to kill without- ourselves. Yeah, if we can face that without letting self-hate take over, now now we've dropped the box and we're on our way uh, to a much happier set of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you for this. Hopefully if people people have uh, comments or questions or anything else and want to discuss this further, uh, we have a whole show today and uh, next week. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. right. Thank you, Ashwini. Thank you, Sherry. And I'm turning the show over to you, Michael. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Ashwini. And thank you, Sherry. Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air. And I'm pleased to be joined today by Jen. Welcome, Jen. Thanks, Michael. Great to be here. Great. Great to have you here and a great conversation to kick us off today. So good. I mean, truly, there is easily an hour's worth of follow-up. <laughs> I'm familiar with one or two of those boxes over the years. How about you, Michael? Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Several, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that piece of how, you know, basically when we, it's what we always talk about, right? This is the portal. When we really realize, oh, I'm in a box right? Because that's the first piece of it. I realize I'm in a box. And when we turn right towards it, and that last piece that they were talking about of realizing I have a choice, so often that's so clarifying. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole thing has just been about this dualistic conversation to keep me in suffering. And then when there's that, oh, I see what's going on. Okay, well, then I'm going to choose such and such. And then it just, you know, there's no reason, there's no more payoff to have that conversation anymore. I mean, ego will still want to have the conversation, but I can get on with, as, as they were saying, making the choice that I want to make, which is essentially at base, a choice to not suffer, mm. regardless of what the actual content choice is. Fascinating. So the choice, the fundamental choice is the choice not to suffer, regardless of what the content is or content does. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, that is fascinating. And I also love that idea of going beyond the two bad choices to see the many, many, many other possibilities that are available. Exactly. And and that, yes, exactly. Sure, was making that point this morning too, wasn't she? Yes. That that's only when we um, see through, realize that we're in those two bad choices Otherwise, if we don't step out of that, we can't see, oh, there's tons of other choices here, tons of other options, tons of other ways to approach this. Yes, 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 definitely. And I have an announcement here, Jen. Okay, great. 
True Reflections is a six-week virtual training in cultivating attention on awareness that will help participants nurture a lifelong friendship with wisdom, love, and compassion. The next class starts July 1st and is for those who have taken the introductory recording and listening class. And for this yeah. and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And the usual reminders for today to make a show. Uh, if you'd like to speak with Jen today, you can press star six and then one. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. All right, Jen, I think we are ready to get started here. Okay, good. Okay. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Uh, hey, Jen and Michael, this is Justin up in Bear Valley. Hi, Justin. Hey, Justin. Hey, first caller, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first caller. Yeah. You won the lottery. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know if I've ever been first caller. Um, and also, speaking of fun, yeah, that conversation with um, Ashwini and Sherry mm -hmm. in the box was, wow, <laughs> you can trace... It seems to me like you can trace every identification. Basically, the root of it is that box. Exactly. So that here's here's your problem, Justin. There now you have to live in this box, and and that that's the fundamental thing that never gets questioned. So that's at the root of all of it, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just yeah, exactly. That's uh that that's exactly it. And well, yeah, kind of using that premise. I mean, looking at a little content in my life. I mean, this is just, it's so it, it's always how it aligns, but it's so perfect because, you know, I, I a little content, I am looking to leave, um, basically leave my job and mm -hmm. do some uh, uh, adventuring, I guess we'll call it, during the summer uh, for an extended period of time. And it's the first time, uh, basically since I graduated college, that I haven't had, you know, a job. And, mm -hmm. wow, that's a big box for me, go. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, a lot of conversation around that. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. So looking at making a change and quitting your job and kind of going off to for some adventure for an extended period of time and that, that ego's handing you a box with that. Yeah, and it's, it's not a pretty one either. I mean, it's not even an exaggeration to say, like, it's not only like you're not going to be okay now that you don't have a job, but, like, it's pretty much like you're going to die. Like you yeah. aren't going to be getting a paycheck. You won't have income. You won't have health insurance. And like you're kind of maybe going to like end up on the street. And it's like serious. It's grim. That that conversation at yeah. least when it, it's trying to frame oh, yeah. it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talk about, you know, it, it becomes life and death. And, you know, we joke about it sometimes. But truly, it, it really does go there, doesn't it? You know, so often we talk about the level of threat that, right that egos being posed with is often how how strongly it comes at us right so you're going to you're going to do something that's really outside of ego's box right like it's this is not how we control justin like he i think on the morning show sherry was saying something that was so powerful that above all you cannot make your own choices right i mean ego might allow you this or it might allow you that but you can't make your own choices for your own life and this is i would project a big one for you so you're making your own choice about what you want to do in your life 
And ego cannot let that stand, so it comes at you with the big guns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the stories it will spin, and they're so far outside of reality. I mean, the, this idea that I'd be like literally homeless is, it, it. I mean, if that were, you know, if that were to happen, it would it would be to happen. But it's so far outside of what would happen. Like, yeah. I have money saved up. I have parents that love me, and I can always go back to them. And yet that's where it will take you. And, like, you know, if you're not – I mean, it sounds – you know, as I, I say this a lot, it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, but it's not ridiculous in your head. It's like, well, I guess, you know, because if you don't have a job, I mean, you don't have money, and that's how people – no, 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 you know? Yeah. yeah. Right, so it goes to these really absurd extremes, right? I mean, right. you've got money in the bank, you've got parents who love you. These things are not going to happen, right? It's very unlikely you're going to become homeless. And yet it goes to those places. And what you said is so crucial, so important to see that the only reason to stay even remotely believable and it can keep us in a conversation like that is if it's only inside the head. Because once we say it outside, call into a radio show, make a recording, we see the absurdity of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that makes a really good case for, um, well, yeah, I mean, so many tools recording and listening and also calling into these group um, opportunities and getting to share and getting to be reflected. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a lot clearer outside the head. Is, uh, <laughs> Amen. And, and the conversation, yeah, it's a lot clearer out there. So, yeah, anyways, well, I'll definitely, I'll let you, I'll let you guys uh, know how it's going in the, in the good, what we're saying right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot clearer outside the head. That That is a really good <laughs> summary statement there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Michael. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for joining us, Justin. And yes, exactly, Jen. Outside the head is uh, much more helpful. And there's some kind of weird logic that just entrances me, you know, inside the head that once I say it out loud, it's like, really? Is that is that true? It falls apart. Yes. Yes. And we have another caller here. Great. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. This is Goli from California. Hi, Goli. Hi, Hi, Jen. So I am calling because I feel like I have been away from practice for so long, and I feel Mm. very disconnected, and I... I'm kind of told that, okay, now it's far behind and there's really no way of catching up. And this is a process that happened to me quite often ever since I've started practice. And the way I would reel myself back in was to come to a retreat in person. And that has been of course, impossible. Yeah. Right. And uh, so yeah. I'm, hmm. you know, in a difficult You're spot. calling in. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you, did you hear the good news update with Sherry and Ashwini? I did. I did hear it, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it's so... Perfect, isn't it, Goalie? And you're, you're really championing what they were talking about perfectly because, I mean, I project every single person 
who has, well, I was going to say set out on, a, on an awareness path, but set out on any path, fitness, mm-hmm. eating well, you know, anything that takes care of us, that everyone mm-hmm. can relate to that process that you're pointing at, and especially mm-hmm. that piece that's supposed to kind of nail, be the nail in the coffin of that box that Sherry was talking about is the one of, well, I mean, it's too late now. I mean, you're so mm-hmm. far out of it. You're so far behind, so don't even, don't even bother. And you know what, Goalie? I can't even count how many people have actually, that's the way it's gone. You know, they've had some level of that conversation. They get handed the box that says, you're too far behind, you're, you can't do it, you can't get back in, and that's it. You never hear from them again. But what's so brilliant is that basically you calling in tonight is the thing that's outside the box. No? No? And so you make the call, and here you are. You're no longer disconnected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I've been wanting to call in for weeks now, and I, mm-hmm. there's always something that comes up, or I get talked out of it, or you know, there's yeah. always something more important to do, yeah. usually work-related um, mm-hmm. or drama-related. Um, yep. But yes, mm-hmm. yes, it feels great to, to honor my commitment and to call back in, and um, I've been slowly crawling out of the box by listening to I am listening to the year long even though I haven't really been doing the assignments I would say as such Um, and I've also been listening a little bit to open air and I've forgotten um, to the archives I've forgotten what exactly they were talking about but Sherry said gave some guidance to the caller that, you know, it doesn't matter how slow you go uh, as long as you never stop. So that was very comforting for me. And for some reason, everything that's really good for me, I have to, I can never, ever quite get there. It has to Mm -hmm. happen so painfully slowly. But, um, the encouragement from Sherry was to never stop. So, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm doing. Oh, good for you, Goalie. That is so incredibly fabulous. Yeah, it really, really is. I love that. It doesn't matter how slowly we go as long as we do not stop. And, and I don't know about for you, but for me, often when I really get to that place, what I realize is, gosh, you know, slow or fast or really, where is that even coming from, right? That's kind of ego mm-hmm. laying something on top of it. If it's all mm-hmm. unfolding perfectly in life's time and we truly keep going, I mean, even your description of the last few weeks, you've been wanting to call in, you've been wanting to call in, you've been wanting to call in, and things happen, right? Work happens or mm-hmm. you get talked into this or you get talked out of calling or you got, but you stay with it. And ego would say, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but I mean, it's taken you how many weeks? But really, Mm. from a life perspective, there's just that, yay, we just, it never went away. I never gave up on it. And here I am now. Now it's actually happening. I'm calling into the Mm. show. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I'm calling to report in. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah, that's excellent. And that piece, too, that you said about, okay, I'm listening to the archives of the year-long mm-hmm. retreat, you know, even mm-hmm. if I'm not doing the assignments. And it's that place of paying attention, 
paying attention, paying attention, paying attention. So watching how I get talked out of it, you know, realizing that I actually really do want to participate, realizing that this is important to me, you know, maybe even picking up the recorder and making a recording about that. Because at least in my experience, as we do that, what ends up happening if there isn't that recrimination, if we don't go to a self-hating conversation around it, is that what will eventually happen is we come around to what we actually want, what actually takes care of us, and, and mm-hmm. which is what you're doing tonight, calling into the show. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So this is a good sign, and hopefully uh, it will be a summer of practice, even though I cannot physically um, mm-hmm. rescue myself and come to the monastery as I've been doing in the past. <laughs> yeah, and so much compassion, right, for ourselves in that because it's so true. I mean, there really isn't a substitute for coming together physically in that way, mm-hmm. especially, mm-hmm. as you say, for a lot of people, I think it is an anchor for, you know, when we get off track a little bit, kind of coming back together, being together day after day. You know, we sleep there. We don't <laughs> no television, no computers, no know mm-hmm. any of that so yeah it's it really is you know it'll be nice when we can do that again and so you know maybe some compassion and and some recordings around okay well how can we support ourselves in this in the circumstances we're going to have this summer which isn't you know not the same as usual right mm-hmm. yes that's great advice thank you jen mm, thank you goalie thanks for calling in it's thank great you. to hear your voice Thank you. Yours too. Gasho. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Goli. And yes, I had the same reaction, Jen. Just yes, following through. I want to participate. I want to show up. I'm doing it. It's great. It's fabulous. And yeah, exactly. Just paying attention to all the different, um, you know, parts of the process. You know, not not believing ego standard of, well, you're only doing it right if you're calling into the show every morning and you're mm-hmm. putting yourself in the queue and you're, but, but paying attention to the whole thing and really just, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we have another caller here. Oh, Next caller. You are now live on the air and would you please introduce yourself? Good evening. This is Beth from Pittsburgh. Hey, Beth. Hi, Jen. Uh, okay, deer in the headlights, energy mm. rising. Uh, I resonated with a couple of things you said, and it kind of went along with something that I've been looking at. Um, it's been pointed out to me that uh, I don't have a natural sense of self-discipline, and along huh. with that, uh, it's been pointed out to me someplace that's useful for me to look is integrity. Okay. <laughs> if you have any interest in helping me look at that in a way that's uh-huh. not mental, because that's my trap. And it's kind yeah, of like, oh, I, that is our that is our condition trap, isn't it? To get stuck up in the head yeah. for that thing. So, so and that's looking. I've been at... practicing not being mental for. Uh, since my first year at the monastery, and I'm yeah. still a beginner with it, and the mind just oh. takes over. Yeah, this is where we all raise our hands. Any, anyone else struggle with that? <laughs> right? Yeah. And so when looking this was at- first pointed out to me, there was like this eureka, 
And now uh-huh. I'm watching the mental trying to understand it and get to, you know, that's what's wrong with me. Uh, I see. So it gets and taken over. Could, so say more about the Eureka. What did you see? <laughs> it was humbling. It was just on my knees. And uh-huh. uh, the self-discipline was a flash in the, you know, in the face, and it was, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it threads throughout my whole life. Uh-huh. And I've never seen it. And, um, and so what was, you said it was humbling and kind uh, of a flash. Yeah, because there's so much karma that goes with that. Uh-huh. And I'd be so much further along if I just... Yeah, but uh, there are elements so, in my life that I have had self-discipline. I'm still walking so and me, talking because I've had self-discipline. One sec, Beth, okay. let me back up to what something you just said a minute ago. So you said, um, what did you just say? Oh, you'd be so much farther along. Were you saying that's what ego does with that information? Yeah, that's the voice. That's what the voice uh-huh. is saying. That's, it's like there was this eureka clarity, you know, just seeing who I am, and then it's like that's what's wrong with you. Yeah, boy, that's so huge to see, isn't it? Because yeah, I don't know if this yeah. is your experience. I'm projecting it from the way, sort of the energy from which you're describing it, that that initial eureka is like, whoa, almost, I don't know, would you say helpful? It's, it's enlightening. It's wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. not a I self-hating mean, it's a, thing. It's not a recrimination. No, but it's just like, wow, there it is. There it is. And often, often it can come with a sense of, wow, it can, it can explain a lot, right? There can even be yeah. maybe some compassion there. Yeah, it was a large part of, you know, my struggle at the monastery. Uh-huh. And, but, you know, it's like the work I did at the monastery is the only vestiges of self-discipline I've ever had. Mm. And kind of like relaxing into this last year has been very monastic. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so the monastery really provided you with some structure that assisted with things around self-discipline. Yeah, and that this it. last year has also had some of that in kind of being very monastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it's, and then it's like hit it, getting hit with the integrity bit. And my first reaction is, boy, I've got a lot of integrity. And mm. then like 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, just out of the side of my eye, it came in. It's like I have a lot of self-integrity. I can't lie to myself. Mm. I don't have a lot of integrity outward. Uh-huh. And so was that the same kind of seeing things around integrity? Was that the same sort of, wow, there was an initial aha with that, and then yeah. it sort of went down and the road humbling, of being taken humbling, over? deeply humbling. Uh-huh. I'm a very skillful liar. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I just said that out loud. <laughs> just... Yeah. Well, and it's so, I mean, you know, in these places, and I think this is part of what you're indicating, it can get really tricky to start parsing out because, you know, what's the voice basically capitalizing on? Anytime we have a big aha like that, like we were talking about earlier with the box, you know, you have an aha, which is outside that box. Ego doesn't want you outside that box. So it's got to start 
blaming you and, you know, using self-hate and those kinds of things. And, and yeah. even, as you say, get us up into our head. Well, I mean, what's the, oh, my gosh, I'm a liar. I'm a liar. Right, oh, I better think about that. And, again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, like that's it, really. It. Exactly. And the, the truth is, what's so funny about that, isn't it, is that flash of insight, that aha, Everything I project was understood in that moment. That's it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way in which I don't have to work and with And then there's it. a choice. Uh, that's right. That's right. Without the Eureka, there's no choice. Yeah. And, but, and the choice, I don't know if this is what you're pointing at, but the choice essentially is, am I going to make a show say thank you and, and move on, or am <laughs> I going to get caught in a conversation around all of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're not going to help me understand, are you? <laughs> because because you already we already have right in that flash of insight. Yes, yes right? I have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is just a cycle that I've been going through for the last like day and a half. Mm. Is. Yeah. And the only thing I guess is left is gratitude. <laughs> Amen. Truly. <laughs> gratitude and respect for the process and gratitude for the practitioner, you know, who's doing it, who's, who gets caught up in her head and then sees that she was caught up in her head and then lets that go and comes back to the aha. And I mean, all of it. All of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's kind of like in this conversation, I'm seeing that, I had the Eureka. I don't have to look at it anymore. Oh, yes. I mean, that's so huge. <laughs> it's a, to talk about discipline, I, at least for me, in my that's practice, that's the right biggest that's compassionate self-discipline there is. is don't know. touch it. Don't touch it. Mm-mm. As you say, the only thing that's left is the gratitude. And I think Sherry says that, right? There's an insight. We make a show, you know, oh, thank you, and we walk on. (sighs) Thank you. Mm, Thank you, Beth. Happy spring. Mm, Take good care. Again and yet again. Thank you. Again and yet again. Exactly. Thanks for joining us, Beth. And uh, that's a perfect way to end it, Jen, with uh, what's left is gratitude. Exactly. uh, Yes. Yes. Fabulous. And Jen, we are going to hear from our recording and listening program, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Okay. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. Recording and listening is one of the most powerful tools for ending suffering. RL is based on a radical idea that rather than being lost in a conversation and conditioned mind, we can live in a conversation about what's true, what's real, what's arising in life in the moment. With recording and listening, we develop the powerful skill of directing the attention, enabling us to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature. 
We have a six-week virtual class to train in this amazing tool and experience its benefits. Sangha who have taken this class are saying that learning to direct the attention opens up endless possibilities and so often provides clarity and hope. Others report that finding refuge in my own voice and strengthening the awareness of the mentor is both transformative and powerful. Now is a great time to sign up with a recording and listening trainer. This class is perfect for brand new folks and old timers alike. To sign up with an individual trainer, simply email rltrainer at livingcompassion.org. Please check the website for quarterly group classes as well. Experience the joy of presence with the support of recording and listening. Welcome back to Open Air. And Jen, we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Next caller, you double muted, perhaps. Yes, uh, that was right. <laughs> Hi, this is Pasha <laughs> from San Francisco. Hi, Pasha. Hey, Pasha. Mm. Uh, it's amazing to be uh, on and uh, reach the open air. Thank you for taking my call. Mm. Yeah. All and, these uh, all these little miracles that get get overlooked if we weren't here to take them in. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh last hurdle is uh um double muted and it walked through. So I'm very grateful to be here. And um uh I what I'm looking at is um uh yesterday um uh, we learned there is a death in the family um mm. of uh, some close relative that is uh kind of have a big impact on my family mm. and um and i'm I'm going through that experience today for the second day mm-hmm. and um it feels like um yesterday is still here somehow it's mm-hmm. like um time stopped mm-hmm. so um so in that process of taking in that death that this is mm-hmm. the second day of experiencing it but somehow it feels like time has kind of stopped because it still feels like it's yesterday yes Yes, mm-hmm. and now I understand the uh, uh, kind of uh, meaning of moving on, which is mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's not um, something I'm moving on. It's um, I can't move on. I I'm mm-hmm. not able to. I, I'm just going through uh, this thing at the pace of life mm-hmm. um, yeah mm-hmm. so it sounds like there's there can't be an idea of moving on that you realize mm-hmm. that you're going to go through what you go through at, at life's pace at the pace of life this is just yeah. where you are right now with it yes 
and um, I'm grateful for practice, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot. I remember the moment when I first learned the news, like everything stopped, uh, and I saw the, um, like like in a car accident, you know, uh, people oh. describe seeing everything yeah. like time stops and seeing everything right. slows down, that uh-huh. we can, um, like, it was amazing to see and to be there and pay attention. Yeah. Like, pay wow. attention uh, yeah. turned on. And yeah. I thought I was paying attention, but then I really paid attention. Right. right. Boy, that that is a gift. It sounds like if I'm tracking those pieces that you put together, that that's so grateful for awareness practice. First of all, it's one of those Sherry talks about these are the moments we practice for. And that place yeah. where, you know, people talk about being in an accident and things kind of slow down because suddenly yeah. all of the attention snaps to right here, right? There's no yeah. more like, what yeah. about the grocery list and the ha ha ha. It all snaps right yeah. here. And when that was going on for you, there was the added element of being an awareness practitioner. You were able to actually, all of that, that experience and that kind of thing slowing down and being right here for it, all of that, it sounds like, was in awareness because you practiced. You were able to really yes. be there for it. Yes. Uh, probably before practice, there would be like, kind of, you know, bucketed into weird experiences. Right. Uh, but right. now it's um, uh, I can be grateful for that experience too. It, okay. It's just another call uh, from life to pay yeah. attention, to be there. And it's, it's a big yeah, call. Um, it's a deep call. And, yeah. and I'm grateful that I'm able to. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't need to run away or hide. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there is nowhere to run away or hide. And... Mm-hmm. Um, um yeah, so it's um meeting the moment, uh, you can say. And also being there for people uh, around. Yeah, yes. Exactly. They they need um that presence and yeah. somebody be there yeah. for them. Yeah. 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 Boy, I'm I'm really hearing in what you're saying the benefits of it truly is. This is one of those places where our, our practice pays off because what you're describing is really being able to be there with the experience, not needing to run and hide, not needing to, you know, not needing to push in any certain way, you know, move on, but just be with the experience, which you get to be with your own experience. And then there are also other people in your environment and there's, we can guess, a real benefit to them as well because there's someone who's there in that way, still present. Yes, yes. And, um, uh, and uh, being there also uh, in some way for the person uh, who passed away, um, uh, in in some way I cannot explain. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But um, being receiving that, um, you know, receiving that life is precious. Yeah. Every moment is valuable, and yes. um, 
it's it's real. Yes. It's, um, it's yeah. not an imaginary conversation. You know, it's um, yeah. this here now experience. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so true. That that being with that you're describing includes being with the person who passed away, and it sounds like really receiving their life and even their death as a gift in that sense of their, that reminder that truly, I mean, as Sherry will often say, you know, in the best of cases, you know, we're all headed that way in a shockingly short period of time. And so, but we don't live that way. And so to have that reminder of this here now, it's important, it all matters, and that it, it happens, it can happen at any time, and really receiving the gift of the life of that person. Yes, yes. And, uh, and also seeing uh, how valuable this practice uh, is, um, like we're all going through this uh, pandemic, but those uh, COVID deaths reported in statistics, they are, oh, so uh, they're, they're people who, who yeah. whose life ended, and, and, and it's a huge number. It's yeah. hard to uh, to take it in. It's uh, yeah. it's just like a big number. It's hard to imagine. But when yeah. it hits so close, then yeah. it becomes so real. Yeah. And what I see about that, it's um, it's not only people who die of COVID directly from like right. uh, being infected by the virus. It's also mm-hmm. people who are going through this um, difficulty of isolation and yeah. how mm. to deal with that and mm. and just simply um mm. kind of that isolation brings that disconnect and this is the mm. second person i'm seeing uh in in my life who is um i project uh in that isolation uh find it difficult to find energy to take care of themselves Mm. And 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 and, um, and believing mm. the voices of like, well, what's the point? You know, what's that for? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. here by myself alone. I mean, this is my voices would tell me, and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I would find it believable before mm-hmm. um, to go with that story um, that mm-hmm. um, my life is not worth it you know, if I'm alone somehow. Right. Yeah. Boy, you make some really powerful points in there, Pasha. So one being the, you know, with something like the pandemic and we see these rising huge numbers of people who have lost their lives and it's, it is hard to take it in. And then when we lose someone who's close to us, what we realize is every single one of those people in that large number was a person just like we are, you know, with people who love yeah. them and a life that they were living and, and all those things. And that the, the challenge is not only people who are dying literally of the virus, but also all the challenges around that. And it really circles back to your other point, which is when we don't have a practice like this, then those voices that will capitalize on a situation like this, where, say, people are isolated mm. when they haven't, they're not used to living lives like that, and they don't have the information, the skill to be able to see what that conversation is and not believe it, boy, that's, 
that can engender a lot of compassion for people. Yes, yes. And, and from the compassion, uh, there is a kind of natural tendency, like how can I help uh, mm. people in, in um, what I saw before, you know, with this uh, person, we see uh, they, they need help and mm-hmm. offering help um is is you know is all we can do we cannot change them we cannot make them and we cannot make um kind of uh instead of them so that's that's heartbreaking but um the, that's that you know that's what i see yeah yeah and that really becomes the place where we then practice, in this case, being with Pasha, right? Because that is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hugely challenging. You know, we see people in our lives that we love, and, and we feel like we have a sense of what might make a difference for them, and maybe it would and maybe it wouldn't, but we can't do it for them. So that, that seems yeah. exactly right. And it is, it is hard, and that becomes the place where we get to be with our own experience of all of that. Yeah. Yeah, and the best uh, uh, we can do seems like to be for them in life, to be uh, with them in, in death, to be through yeah. all of it um, there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, like he's the one person I can help. I you know I don't need to go That's with. Right. Um, uh, with the conversation, oh, I should have done something, or how could it? This is all fantasy. The reality is yeah. here. I'm yeah. taking this step and this that's step. Exactly right. Oh, God, that's and, so well put, Pasha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the best mm-hmm. service I can do, period, is to end that conversation, mm-hmm. to get out of that conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm deeply yeah. grateful for practice and for Sangha, mm-hmm. and thank you for taking my call. Uh, thank you for calling in, Pasha. Yeah, take good care. Pasha. Thanks for joining us, Pasha. And uh, Jen, you two were talking about the ability to be present and how helpful that is for ourselves and for others in a challenging mm-hmm. situation. And, um, yeah, that really struck me. Yeah, yeah. Boy, it's just again, it's one of those situations where, boy, we're gra- glad we've um, we've practiced and have yes. support for ourselves in a really yes. hard situation. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. It's Todd calling from Corona, British Columbia. Hi, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hi, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that conversation between Ashwini and, and Sherry about the box, and, and uh, I read the, um, the Monday newsletter article as well. And, 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 and this week, I, I, uh, late last week, I received a, a really real content box. <laughs> uh-huh. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really a real content box. Like it. Yeah. Right. Really, really real for me recently. Um, yeah, I, I just got um, 
I just got diagnosed with skin cancer. Um, and uh, Sherry's often talked about getting along many, many years. I'm quite up there as well without having any um, real medical issues. And I've had basically none through 60 years, which is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> and um, last Thursday, I went to my doctor, had a suspicious mole in my arm, and he was... Um, what I loved and immediately about it was he said, I, I don't know. That was his first response, and I loved it. Uh, how refreshing. You know? yeah. 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 It was like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh -huh. um, but I have a lot of, um, a lot of uh, suggestions how we want to address it. I said, oh, I'm all open to that. So um, I'm scheduled for surgery tomorrow and have a biopsy, and then we proceed from there. But the box I was given was, um, the, the initial box was, you've got cancer, you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, that's right. ego, isn't it? That's you know? the bottom line. Yeah, it couldn't yeah. be bothered to put any nuances on it. Just here right. you go, your box of cancer, and you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and yeah. we don't even know if it's cancer. Um, it could be. The doctor said, you know, uh, it could be. Um, but he said there's so many different um, uh, maturations of, of skin, uh, you know, things mm -hmm. that that um, need to be explored. It needs to go under a microscope. I can't see with the visible eye. It has to be seen at a cellular level. And I said, great, great. But um, that box was, um, it was interesting. Um, I got to be honest with you, biking home, the hour and a half biking home from the appointment, uh, I had the box probably in the carrier <laughs> of the bike. Uh -huh. but, uh -huh. but by the time I got home, I, I was really... Um, uh, I was really uh, kind of jarred the presence of of just the gratitude of of, of the care I received in in this healthcare system that I'm in, um, the uh, just the the attention of they're wanting to you know book surgery immediately as quickly as possible and yeah. and and yeah. and my doctor was just uh, he addressed many many different options but came with the most immediate one so. I, I dropped the box because I realized that, that life in all its, you know, manifestations of the doctor and, and the clinic and, and where I live and, and, and just um, a life itself guiding me to get it looked at and rather sooner rather than just saying, oh, it's nothing, I'll be fine, right. which Eagle would normally want to talk me out of getting medical care. Um, I went to that place with just so, gra so much gratitude of just being taken care of. Wow, isn't that lovely, Todd? I mean, if that isn't training in action, I don't know what, right? <laughs> wow. Because, because how easy it would be, you know, as conditioned humans, not to go to pick that box right up. I mean, that's, that's what we're conditioned to do. You know, mm -hmm. oh, okay, this is my box, great. Now let me, you know, get in a conversation with you and, you know, look at our two mm -hmm. bad choices and ruminate yeah. about that. <laughs> but instead, you know, okay, so the box was in the carrier, got it, you mm -hmm. know, around clothes. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're riding home, hour and a half later, right. what you realize is what you're left with is gratitude. You're left yeah. with gratitude. Gratitude yeah. for the prompting to go and get it checked out, to not get talked out into ignoring it. The gratitude yeah. for being well taken care of, you know, it all being scheduled in a timely manner, that you're in a place yeah. where that can happen, that there are the resources. I mean, we could go on and on. Right, right. Yes. And, and yeah, I, I love what you said about the training. Yeah, I've been doing this practice for a while and um, fairly diligently. And these are the times we practice for because I have to be honest with you, after that hour and a half of, of you know, putting the box down, um, 
ever since, you know, I've discussed, you know, family and friends were aware of my, my clinic visit because in COVID, even going in person to the doctor's office is, 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 is not encouraged. So for me to have to go in person was quite a big deal. So they're all curious about it, but um, I haven't suffered over it. I, I've, I've just I've put the box down and left it in the hands of uh, tomorrow's uh, biopsy and um, in the next step. Yeah. I mean, that's it right there. That And that is the training, isn't it, Todd? Yeah, that's the training. To put the box down, put the box yeah. down, put the box down, yeah. put the box down. Right. And so to get, and how many times have you put boxes down? And it's not always been easy, I would, I would guess, right? Yeah. But here it is. Right. Now you're able to put that box down because of a yeah. lot of training under your belt. Right. Yeah. Yeah, truly. And um, yeah, without practice, I, I, I can only imagine where this would have put, and I, I project it puts a lot of people, because I hear people in my age group talking about their medical issues, and they suffer hor- horrifically over things they have no control over, and over things that um, rarely come to fruition, only in conditioned mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Those doomsday doom scenarios. Can you hear me okay? I lost you a bit, but you're back. Yeah, okay. Thank you. My headset did something funny. Um, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that the suffering, the potential for suffering is huge there. And how, yeah. how much suffering happens about things that might happen, that could happen, yes. that might yes. be the, right? And it's so, it doesn't serve us because when those things do happen, it's very much what Pasha was saying. When yes, something does happen, which it will, it does, yeah. right, for all of us. We want to yeah. have trained to be there for it, not to be yeah. in a conversation about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just, I we've got time for another call, but just one last thing. When the doctor went out to explore options with other um, uh, specialists, I was just sitting in the waiting room or in the examination room, and and it was so beautiful. The mentor came in, and just mm. just was, it's, it's I love you. It's okay. I'm here with you. No matter what happens, I love you. It's okay. And the mentor immediately, that's training too. It was like having a recording, a listening session without the recorder. It, the, the first thing that came, rather than the voices of self-hate and doom and gloom and you know doomsday scenarios, the mentor came in with, I love you. It's okay. We'll, we'll go through this together. It's going to be fine. No matter what happens, I'm here with you. Um, yeah, it really was. That so. truly, that truly so, is the training, Todd. And can't yeah. you just picture that that's always what's happening. Life is always talking oh, to us that way. It's, yeah. that, it's that we've trained to be able to hear it, to be able to tune right. into it. We've trained to not have get in that mm-hmm. conversation that obscures that message yes. that I love you. I'm right here with you. Whatever yeah. happens, we're going to be together. We're going to be all right mm-hmm. yeah. in the larger yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 So deeply grateful for practice, deeply grateful for the support of Sangha and Sherry and Ashwini and the monks in the monastery. And I can't wait till COVID is over and I can come to the monastery. I, it's been, <laughs> I, 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 I used to come pretty regularly. Summer. I used to do some fairly long visits, as you know. <laughs> and I, I miss it immensely. So the earlier, earlier caller talking about going to the monastery, I can't wait till I can come to the monastery for some training, some more in depth training. So thank you. Amen. All right. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Michael Gasho. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us, Todd. And Jen, that was a great call, and I'm going to go straight to the next caller here. Okay. 
Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. It's Miriam. Hey, Hi, Miriam. Miriam. So my box is called communication. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet we all have a communication box. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. And the two, the two bad choices are is respond, don't respond. Uh-huh. And it seems no matter which I choose, it always leads to suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is the crucial thing to see about the box. That, that's, in a way, that's how we can recognize the box, right? Is, oh. oh, all roads lead to suffering. This must be a box. And it's, um, I would say it's a very, very, very old box. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty heavy. And mm. it, it feels a lot of the time like I'm not only trying to fight my way out of it, but I'm trying to fight my way out of it while I'm carrying it. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's, oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's what Terry was saying, right? We get talked into picking it up as if it's uh, ours, as if it has anything to do with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've picked, I'm, was must have been pretty young when I picked it up, and I just wow! It's like I don't know how to put it down, mm. and and I I've been seeing how um, I've been doing a lot of two-handed recordings, mm-hmm. um, and I'm getting some oh some absolutely brilliant guidance from the mentor. But it's in the moment when the reaction sets in, like it did today. Mm-hmm. And it's like my my body was shaking. I was flushed. I felt angry, mm-hmm. and it was just mm-hmm. from reading an email. And it was just wow. And it's like all the training went out the window. It's like uh-huh. I just oh, yeah. it's yeah. what a horrible place to be stuck in. It is horrible. It is horrible. And and as you say, with those ones that that we get that sense, hmm, this box has been around for a while. And that I was handed this box way before I had any idea that I had the choice mm-hmm. whether or not to pick it up, right? So yeah. now that habit is really ingrained, as you say. It feels really heavy. I have to carry it around, and I have to try to fix it while I'm carrying it around and all those things. And it sounds like you said you're doing a lot of recording and listening with it. You're getting some really brilliant guidance, and it still happens. And that, that seems like the way it goes, doesn't it? It does, and it was so funny because I was listening to a recording I made um, when I was walking in the woods the other day with the dog, and I was just singing, I'm here, I'm here, oh, look, the sun's here, and just about, for about a half an hour. And mm-hmm. this, this incident happened like 10 minutes after, and it was like, no, I'm not here. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I got snatched. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got snatched. But that's really, it's really what it feels like. It's like something... Oh, yeah takes yeah. over my body and like I, I can't think I can't breathe yeah yeah oh. well and it does doesn't it I mean it truly takes it takes all of the attention that's why we call it identified right yeah <laughs> but, and, and it's as you say it's horrible and there again that can be a place of tremendous compassion for us I mean this thing is it's old it's been around a while it's really really ingrained and so and I get completely taken over with it Oh, okay. Yeah, that happened again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We see that. As soon as we see it, that's when we have the choice to drop it, right? Because in that moment, at least right now, when it's triggered by the email, 
I don't really have a choice because I'm not there to make that choice. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was said yesterday in the uh, in the year long call. Say yes to the seeing. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. Perfect application, yeah. isn't that? Yep, yeah. Say yes to the seeing. Say yes to the seeing. So this morning yeah. I was doing my What Universe Are You Creating recording and it was receiving. And I was looking at receiving this because um, how does the saying go? We have to encounter what, okay, um, to transcend. what we need to transcend. Mm-hmm. So I'm climbing. I'm climbing. <laughs> Well, that's so perfect, isn't it, Marian? Because, okay, I really, in order to, let's see, you know, going back to that image of training, mm-hmm. this is a big one. Like, you know, whatever the image would be, I'm going to lift a, you know, bench bench press my weight, right? And I don't, I don't lift weights yet. Okay, that's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of steps between now and then. And so that's essentially what you're talking about. You're, you're training with the highest level it gets for you. This is the core, you know, a core trigger. So that's the equivalent of some really, really challenging thing. Okay, well, I'm going to need to take that in steps. I'm going to need to train with that bit by bit. And if I can, you know, just take it one step at a time and, and be here with me, you know, with myself as we do that and in compassion and all those things, then then we have a shot at not having that sort of process of recrimination when I do get triggered. Of course I get triggered. Yeah. Anyway, I really like what was said a while ago. Um, the two, like we can only see the two bad choices that we can't see the other ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that really, and that's what happens to me is I, I cannot see, I get fixated and I can't see what else there is. But I'm yeah. training. I'm training. Exactly. You're training. You're, you know, yeah. as soon as it occurs to you, you're doing those three-handed recordings, you're hearing that guidance. Because yeah. all those yeah. things are thinking, and you're listening to the radio shows, you're calling into yeah. the radio shows. You know, it's all yeah. part of that training where yeah. one day it's going to happen and there's going to be something else there, right? Yeah. And the yes to the seeing is is really that, that yeah, really that, part, isn't it? Yeah. And what was wonderful was that, I wasn't aware of what the karmic process was, the, the, where the suffering was. But in doing the two-handed recordings for signing up for the Reflective Listening Buddies, that's what led to, to all that. So it was really, and I mean, what else is reflective listening but learning to communicate and listen? So that was really, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I love yeah, practice. Really, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot to be grateful for, isn't it? It really is. Yes. So, Gusho, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. A million times thank Thank you you for this wonderful practice. Mm, Thank you, and thanks for calling in today. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Miriam. Another fabulous conversation, Jen. I don't know how we can have so many fabulous conversations in one show. We must have and, a fabulous uh, sangha. Maybe, maybe that's we it. have a fabulous sangha <laughs> and a fabulous practice. Fabulous practice. And, exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, Jen, and thank you, everyone, and go happy. Thanks, Michael. Go happy. Go happy. Bye. Bye.